Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Dr. Brad Bale. He's an author of Healthy Heart, Healthy Brain, and also Dr. Amy Deneen. She's a co-author of Healthy Heart and Healthy Brain. And we're going to talk about their work. So, Brad and Amy, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you, Richard. We're happy to be on the show. Yeah, thanks, Richard. It's great to be here. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we'll start with you. Just a little bit about your background and how you came to be interested in heart and health. And then I want to ask uh, you know, Dr. Bale as well. Okay, excellent. Well, I started with Dr. Bale. We started together about 21 years ago now. And at the time, initially, I was working on a thesis on women and heart health. And the issue that I was finding clinically is that a lot of women were told that they were okay and yet had vascular disease. And I also had a family history, relatives with heart disease, and there's just been a vested interest. And so uh, Dr. Bale at the time in Spokane was doing something called coronary artery calcium testing. And so when I joined him, I did the study with his original family practice. And anyway, the study was quite shocking because a lot of women who had very, very uh, good, what are called risk factor scores, were walking around with silent arterial disease and really didn't know it. And that was, you'd think after 21 years, the guidelines would have changed, Richard, but they're sadly pretty much the same. So I'll kind of start there and let uh, Brad tell you his story. Strong family history on both sides, arterial disease, heart attacks, strokes, dementia, And then I've been in family practice for about 20 years and had a lot of patients who suffered from heart attacks and strokes and was fortunate that a pioneer was in Spokane, a cardiologist, Dr. Paul Shields, who taught me about coronary calcification as a way to uncover silent subclinical disease. And in Spokane, 
a cardiologist had published in New England Journal of Medicine that it's a clot that blocks the flow of blood, not the slow buildup of cholesterol in the wall of the artery. So Dr. Shields said, well, look, do this coronary calcification test. And if you find somebody who has calcium, you know they have disease and then start watching inflammation and treat them so they don't have a heart attack or stroke. <laughs> so that's kind of how it all got started. And very fortunate to be in Spokane with some real pioneers and then fortunate to have Dr. Donine come along who wanted to partner up with me in this endeavor. So what kind of protocol are you guys envisioning or using and how is it different from standard of care? Yeah, Professor, why don't you go ahead? Okay, I'll start. So the protocol we have, Richard, it's called, we, it's the Bale-Donine method. And basically in comparison to the standard of care, which is a risk factor model, meaning if you've not had a heart attack or stroke and you go in and you want to know if you're at risk for one, the standard of care suggests that we look at your cholesterol, we check your blood pressure, we look at your age and your gender and ask if you smoke or not or exposed to nicotine. Based on those factors, that's it. And it's a percentage of risk. So if you're under a certain percentage, 7.5% chance in the next 10 years, you're told you're fine. And that's the standard of care. But the challenge we have is how many of those people are walking around with silent disease and just don't know it. So the Baildonine method is a method that does follow the standard of care, but suggests the standard of care isn't enough. So we use a disease inflammatory genetically driven approach that looks for what's called atherosclerosis or plaque in the arteries through different testing. We monitor and identify inflammation and we identify the root causes of that inflammation or oxidative stress to the arteries. And we, some of those root causes are, are things that aren't part of the risk factor evaluation. So of course, cholesterol and blood pressure and smoking status, but we look for things that also have causality, such as insulin resistance or prediabetes, genetically driven lipid abnormalities like lipoprotein A. We look for things like vitamin D deficiency or gut dysbiosis, periodontal disease, endodontic disease, and the list goes on. And psychosocial issues are a big part of our method as well. And with the under uncovering of which roots are driving the problem, we treat the roots, we see the inflammation go down, and we monitor the disease over time to see it stabilize. So a very different approach, but a very doable approach. And we use science like epidemiology, which has been published, but we apply it to the N of one, so the individual patient. Yeah. And then the other thing that we've done from the get-go is we individualize the care through genetics. All of our patients have genetic testing, which can reveal exactly what's the best diet that they should be on, for example, and what medications will work better for that individual patient. So we personalize the care through genetics as well. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month 
including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. Well, what are some of the scenarios you encounter, you know, without names? What was uh, causing the person to have issues? And, you know, when they went through your protocol, how did they change? Go ahead, Professor. Okay, well, I'll give you a couple just brief scenarios. So one, patients come to us for a couple reasons. One, because they have a family history and they want to know if they're okay. Or two, they're either referred or come to us or to docs around the country that are practicing our method. And they've had recidivistic events where they've had, let's say, a stint, and then they are treated per standard, and then they have another one. Or maybe it's a stroke, and then they have another one. So they come to us asking that question as to why this happened to me, or what can I do to make sure this isn't going to happen to me? So a lot of times there's unidentified root causes Some I mentioned before, like the insulin resistance or lipoprotein A or some of these things that aren't just monitored in the standard of care. And like Brad said, using genetics to guide our therapy and to guide our evaluation is so critical. And genetics are such at our fingertips now. So with genetics, we can really fine tune someone's treatment program and uncover and treat those roots that are problematic and uh, see people live well. Um, We don't have heart attacks and strokes in our clinical practice, and we aim to keep it that way, as others do who are practicing the Baildonine method around the country. And one other thing I will say, one of the reasons we wrote Healthy Heart, Healthy Brain, Richard, in addition to our previous book called Beat the Heart Attack Gene, is we realize that as we focus on heart health and brain health, we're protecting the thousands and thousands of miles of arteries that feed nutrients to our brain and our eyes and our kidneys all the way down to our toes. So in aiming to protect the arterial system, we also prevent things like dementia, eye vision changes, and stage kidney disease, peripheral vascular disease for men, erectile dysfunction. Our goal is overall health and wellness and the avoidance of chronic disease. And that's why we felt it was important to bring this science to the public because it's very tangible and it's very doable, I guess. Yeah. It was like Dr. Novamine set out 20 years ago to prevent the devastating symptomatic heart attacks and strokes that people suffer. But it's now understood the vast majority of events are actually silent. So instead of a huge clot forming that causes that symptomatic heart attack or stroke, it's more common for people to get teeny tiny clots and they're unaware of it. And those little clots can then dislodge and travel downstream until they get stuck in the tiniest of arteries like the capillaries. And where they get stuck, it'll stop the nutrition to those cells in whatever organ it might be, and you'll get a slight bit of damage to the organ, whether it be the brain, the eye, the heart, the kidneys, et cetera, and the patient's unaware of it. But if those silent events continue to occur year after year, eventually it's like, uh, what am I doing here? or I walk up a flight of steps and I can't get my breath because I got heart failure, or the doctor's telling me I have to go 
on dialysis because my kidneys are shot. Or if it's a male, hey, I can't get erections anymore. Those are microvascular diseases. And we kind of stumbled into actually our method works for those because we extinguish the fire to prevent the symptomatic events. It also prevents these asymptomatic <laughs> events. So the greatest benefit of our method actually rests with the sound of silence. And that's what our new book, Healthy Heart, Healthy Brain, is going to emphasize. It is exciting. We actually have a cure for arterial disease. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Well, so is it personalized diet? Is the actual mechanism that you've seen that is the most useful to people and helps them. Yeah, it's a comprehensive approach. So certainly diet is important, but we have genetics to help guide the right diet for the individual. The APOE gene plays a big role in that, as does a gene called haptoglobin. And there's another genetic test that can influence it for Q25, which relates to lifetime risk of developing atrial fibrillation. But in general, I mean, it's healthy antioxidant type foods that are needed, but we fine tune the diet based on genetics. And then physical activity, of course, is critical. The underlying primordial unifier for all this inflammation is what Dr. Donin has mentioned several times. It's called oxidative stress. And that's basically rusting, or how fast are you aging? It's how fast are you rusting? And things like the right diet and exercise are powerhouses at reducing that oxidative stress. But all of our root causes actually increase oxidative stress from the ones Dr. Donin mentioned, from sleep, periodontal disease, any type of infection, including endodontic disease. The gut microbiome impacts that. So stress causes oxidative stress. So it takes a comprehensive approach. The other thing too, Richard, is that we are grounded in treating atherosclerosis. So there are pharmaceutical agents that are necessary if someone has plaque in the arteries. And the difference between using, let's say, a statin to treat LDL, if someone has atherosclerosis, we use that therapy as an anti-inflammatory mechanism to prevent further development of plaque and certainly to prevent plaque rupture. And we guide which statin is going to be appropriate per an individual based on on genetics again. We use pharmacogenetic testing to understand how someone might respond to a certain medication or supplement. And that way we can avoid side effects and really get people well-treated on the lowest dose possible. The other difference, I think, if we go back to kind of standard of care, it's not just about cholesterol. It has to do with cholesterol quality. It has to do with all the other factors that can drive vascular disease. So, so many people come in and it's It's sad because they come in, I see a lot of women who come in 
Richard, who let's say they have a stroke. Um, and we talk about some of these people in our book. Our book is written to the public. So in the book, we go through stories of very generous individuals that we have the honor to see who are very forthcoming and very, they allow their story to be told, which is remarkable. And we are so grateful. But, you know, one in particular, a young, healthy school teacher unknown to her at a very young age in her 30s has a stroke. She goes into the emergency room. Yes, indeed, it was a stroke. And they tell her, basically, take a baby aspirin and call it good. She had no idea why she had it. She had no idea if she was going to have it again. And so coming in and getting a full bail donating evaluation, one of her driving factors was actually periodontal pathogens. And she didn't know that because she didn't have gum loss um, or gum bleeding that was extensive. And she also had other conditions that are not part of the standard of care that were driving the disease. So one of the things we say to our patients that I think is helpful to appreciate is, you know, we're trying to treat something we hope they never feel um, because 99% of plaque grows in the artery wall. Like if you think about a garden hose, the plaque grows in the wall of the artery, not where the water flows. What causes a blockage is if that inflammatory profile, you know, ruptures the, the inside wall of that hose and the body, you know, responds with the clot and blocks the flow. And so, the great thing is, is the human body wants to be well. So what we do is really identify what we know is causing the body to age prematurely or that is inflamed with vascular inflammation. And again, um, very simply, we identify the why, treat the why. We see the inflammation go down and we see the disease stabilize. And there's lots of stories like that in the book that, that are much more in-depthful than what I covered. But yeah, I think people will be happy because when they read it, not only... Can everybody relate to these wonderful people, but they can then be hopeful because there's always treatment. There's always treatment. And a lot of people come in feeling helpless because their disease has continued to grow and no one's been able to stop it. So we're real excited about the future of, of healthcare and hope that this gives people hope and the knowledge they need to make a change within their practices. And I mean, within their lives and through their practices. So anyway, it's a great time. Yeah, what's an yeah. example of a good story that really jumps out at you, you know, without a name? I started interacting with this gentleman 16 years ago. And at the time, he'd already suffered several massive heart attacks and was told that to stay alive, he needed a heart transplant. Well, instead of doing a heart transplant, he plugged into our bail domain method. That was 16 years ago. He hasn't had to see the cardiologist since he plugged in. He won the national dog trials with his own heart a couple of years ago. That's a very physically active endeavor. And he's living a wonderful life now. He's 74. He was told at 58 he needed a heart transplant. So, you know, it is exciting. We have a cure for arterial disease. It's the biggest health issue in the world for all human beings. It's the underlying driver of all the chronic diseases of aging that we mentioned, like heart failure, dementia, kidney failure, et cetera. And we have a cure for it. So our mission is to enhance and save as many lives as possible with this cure. And that's what the new book, Healthy Heart, Healthy Brain is all about. To, to deliver this information to the public. It works. Yeah, no, that's excellent. 
Um, so uh, the book is released, uh, I guess, on Amazon, Kindle, and perhaps Audible, or where can people get it? Yeah, definitely Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, um, Target, really anywhere. It's it's available to the masses, and pre-orders are going on right now, and it'll be released on March. 11th or March 15th, rather, sorry. And um, it will be an audible and it is in um, hardback format upon first release. One thing about the book, Richard, that I think is interesting, when we set out to write our first book, Beat the Heart Attack Gene, we thought long and hard of who we were writing the book for, who was our audience. And initially we thought, let's write it to the medical providers. Let's write it to docs and hopefully they'll change how they practice. And then we realized that the people who need this information the most are really the healthcare consumers, people like all of us. We needed to get the information in the hands of the public because we didn't want there to be a barrier of them receiving it. At the same time, we didn't want to give them the information and have them not armed with the science to articulate what they want to get. So both the books, this one very much so, everything that we recommend, it's very evidence-based. So there's over 500 plus references in here. So patients, when they read it and relate to individuals or conditions that are listed in the book, the references are right there. Take to their individual providers and suggest, I want this test. Or they also can go and find a Valdonine provider around the country that that practices our method. So it's very accessible. And the other thing I will say, you know, genetics have changed a lot. What used to seem out of reach or very limited access to people is now so normal. I mean, you can go anywhere and get, you know, any sort of test. You can get it 23andMe. You can go and, and have your, you know, go to your veterinarian and get genetic tests on your favorite furry friend. And the interesting thing is now it's, it's normal. And so patients love the fact that we recognize that there's no panacea treatment for any of us. We are all unique and wonderful. So as Dr. Bale mentioned earlier, you know, the idea of guiding lifestyle advice through a genetically driven program is really reassuring because some people don't understand why gosh, they've been exercising like crazy and their cholesterol is still problematic or they've been dismissed because they've been told to lose weight for the last 20 years. Well, if you're not given the right advice, it's very impossible to follow just a generalized standard approach when we're all going to respond differently to that. So it's a very hopeful time. And I think genetics are really within a fingertip reach for everyone. So we're excited about that. Yeah, Richard, let yeah, me just, yeah. I don't have to laugh about these cases, actually. I just saw these two people a little over a week ago. One of them I started seeing 16 years ago. He's turning 90 years old this year. He just passed his urology boards and he still practices medicine. And when he first came to me, he'd just been diagnosed with subclinical coronary disease 16 years ago. The other one I just saw, he's going to turn 90 in a week and he's a type two diabetic. And I started seeing him 15 years ago. He was already diabetic, had already had heart attacks. And I just saw him. He came in with his girlfriend and his whole family's going to celebrate his 90th birthday with him. It's just... Fantastic. It's so exciting that we live in an era now 
where there is a cure for arterial disease. It's the underlying health issue. It's the biggest one out there. So it's an exciting time we're in and we're thrilled we're going to be able to get this book out. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Well, very good. I do encourage people to go through the book. I've recently gotten a copy from you guys. I'm going to be going through it, but I encourage listeners to to check it out as an alternative because, you know, standard of care uh, may need some additions to it. I don't want to say definitely, <laughs> but, uh, you know, something to look at. So thank you both very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.